0: Speaking of Brazil, I was in Brazil for about eight days last week. Um, I was asked by Global Awakening to come and um, minister at a leaders conference, which is uh, several hundred pastors that came from all over Brazil, some from uh, other South American countries. And um, and we brought a team with us of 110 uh, people from America and United Kingdom to help us minister. And uh, we also, in addition to that, at nights, went to several different churches to just um, share the kingdom of God and pray for the sick and, and pray for an impartation uh, upon the, the congregations. And God showed up in such amazing ways. Uh, one of our own, uh, Nathan Strachan, uh, came with us, and uh, it, was, it was fun having him on the trip. And even uh, Daniel Colson, who is our camp, like a, a, our sister church in Las Cruces, uh, New Life, it's called Dwell New Life City, he came along as well, and he was one of the leaders of the buses of, in Brazil, and we saw amazing things. Actually, one of the nights uh, that I was ministering at another church, it was just like this kind of rectangular church, and um, there was no offices or anything. You walked in the door, that was the building, and uh, the sanctuary, and the stage, and um, While we were worshiping, I felt like the Lord said, I'm gonna walk through the aisles and the rows tonight. And I was like, wow, God, I don't even know what that means, but yes, do it. And um, while we were ministering, I didn't know it at the time, but um, there were feathers falling from the roof and then some going up while I'm preaching. And uh, um, you know, I am not, I always like where are the air ducts? Like when stuff like that happens, my first thought is like, okay, a chicken got caught in a vent, <laughs> somewhere, and it's just blowing everywhere. Um, but the pastor was ecstatic. Uh, later, he told me because um, there, it's just a, it's like a concrete rectangular building, and there's no vent ven- ven- ventilation system. Actually, they just keep the side doors and the back door open for air to flow, and um, and there's just some like. Uh, those air conditioning units that are just kind of mounted on the walls and they weren't even running. And so we just we don't know if, if that was angels uh, in a sign or if it was a bird, but I'll just, uh, I'll just tell you what the fruit of that night was. Uh, we had people, we literally had um, people who were blind see. A lady who was totally blind in her right eye, uh, cataracts, and she had like these black spots. She could only see light. Uh, regained her vision. We had someone who was a young man, he was uh, maybe in his uh, early 20s in a motorcycle accident, had metal rods put in his leg, and uh, he, had, he couldn't walk without pain, and he had limited range of motion, and God touched him. And so the lame walked. Yeah. And then we had, um, one, of the, one of the great healings we had uh, on, on the next morning in the same church was this man, while I was ministering, we were doing words of knowledge, and, uh, and this, uh, I, I just said, if God's touching you, come forward. About eight to 10 people came forward. And um, one of my friends from England, his name's Alan, he was uh, up front. He was on this side of the altar and he was praying for this lady over here. But I, there was like something about this man on this side. He was just crying his eyes out. And, and I just said, I, I never, I, like, a pastor shouldn't say this, but I said this. I, I said, Alan, stop praying for that lady, pray for this guy. <laughs> And, and, and you do inner healing on her for, for what I just did. Um, because I, I didn't mean to, I didn't, it just came out of me, you know, like, that something, something's happening with this guy. And, uh, and so uh, the guy uh, gave his testimony, and I wanna, um, he, he got radically touched in that moment, and an uh, amazing miracle, and I just, is it okay if I just share a video testimony? This is his testimony. This is someone who goes to their church who they know very well. Um, could you play that for me, Jeff? What was, what was the problem? Some people in the church know that he was really bad with COVID. He had COVID really bad. Last year, it was like, if it's the doctor is 19 dias com So 95% of his ear is deaf. Yeah. made them test it out. him or something. He's like, what is going on? Jesus. He's so excited. He cries every time. <laughs> That night, there were so many people healed um, the, the night before, and uh, this wasn't normative in this church. I don't know if you can catch that. It's a Baptist church, um, and the interpreters are all young people, and, and there are a Baptist church who move in the gifts uh, over there, but um, <clears throat> it was the first time they had global awakening or anything happen in their church. and, and um, we had a prayer line afterwards and we would all have these young interpreters interpreting for us, but they've never seen anything like this. So they're like, so um, how much is the pain? They're like, out of, out of a 10, they'll be like, a, a seven. They're like, oh, a seven. Okay, and we'll pray and she'll be interpreting and then she'll say, okay, what's the pain now? And they're like, a two. They're like, a two? You know, like they, <laughs> they, they couldn't play and, and I'd be like, what are they saying? You know? And, and, uh, and we saw so many people healed that night. It was, it was amazing and I encourage anyone uh, who wants to come to Brazil, it'll just increase your faith because how many know that God uh, who is in Brazil is no different than God who is in America? And, uh, and we can see the same things here. And uh, there's many miracles I know and testimonies that we already have out of this house. Um, but I'm just so grateful for God showing up because it's, I know myself, it's not me. It's not like I'm this special person with a nice glittery jacket that has this you know, private jet that goes to places and everyone's gotta you know, watch me minister. This is Jesus, not me. And I don't care uh, about you know, getting famous, I don't care about doing any, I just want Jesus to get famous and I want his kingdom to advance and uh, it's so awesome seeing that happen, and it makes me explode with joy. I'm just so, so grateful. Um, And and of course, our uh, our, uh, season of Christmas is coming up, and uh, I know we've been talking about transformation a lot, which is in our core values, and we haven't really hit on Advent during our messages. We've been doing the Advent candles, and I'm so thankful for that. Um, But I wanted to kind of do as many Advent themes as I can this message just kinda get it all in there. And uh, I also wanna just uh, mention next week is Sunday and uh, it's next week that's Christmas, am I right? And so uh, there's no there's no guilt trip here, but um, I know my, my staff w- at first asked me like, are we gonna do service on Christmas? And I just have this deep conviction that the whole reason why we have church is because of Jesus and so, to not celebrate during his incarnate, you know, the, the remembrance of his incarnation. Just for me, I was like, look, I don't care if nobody shows up, I'm gonna be there. And, uh, and I, just, I just love celebrating that. And, um, and it's, it's a priority for me and my family. And so um, if that means that people need to get up earlier to do their thing or just come back together, we're gonna try to do a consolidated service Um, Not that we're gonna leave anything out, but I just want to at least um, not be, you know, there's not gonna be any children's ministry. We're gonna have Steven on the guitar and Mike, and um, we're we're gonna do a service here next Sunday. So I welcome you to be a part of it. Um, There's no guilt on you if you're not a part of it. Just know you're missing out. Um, (laughs) All right. Well, I wanted to start with um, one of the Advent themes. Uh, it's usually the first theme, which is hope. Hope is such an important under- concept and understanding when it comes to our Christian walk and our Christian faith. If you don't have hope, you're really not grasping onto the foundations of what Christianity is. And um, the reason for this is that um, I think that many people don't really understand what biblical or godly hope is. If I were Satan, if I were the accuser of the brethren, if I wanted to destroy humanity, one of my tactics would be to make sure that Christians don't really understand the definitions of of biblical terms. I would water down biblical terms so much that they no longer become relevant to your Christian lifestyle and walk. I would make things like hope mean hardly anything, mean like a a wishful thought, or a bet that I maybe could possibly, maybe not so much, but maybe win. And that's what the world and even a lot of Christians think hope is. It's something that I wish would happen but maybe might not happen. And I want you to understand that that is not biblical hope. Biblical hope is the exact opposite of what you think it is. Biblical hope is a guarantee. It's a guarantee that something is going to happen. It is a guarantee that you will get it, you just don't have it yet. That's what biblical hope is. It's saying that this is coming. That's why in Hebrews 11, 1, it talks about uh, uh, hope being the foundation of faith. If you have no hope, you can't have faith. Right, we have this hope that we will have eternal salvation. When we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we have this hope that we will spend eternity with him that doesn't mean we might get it. That means we will get it. We just don't have it yet, because we're not dead. And more alive in him yet. But it means that we are going to get it, we just don't have it yet. What is faith? Faith is literally hope in action. It's you saying, I know I'm going to get this and I'm going to live my life in such a way that I know that I'm gonna have it. And you know what that does? It brings so much joy. And And it doesn't dictate by your circumstances. Because my circumstances don't dictate my joy. My hope does. And when I understand the guarantees that I have through our faith, through the biblical Christianity, it brings me so much joy because it's something that's a guaranteed, paid in full, and you're gonna get it. I look at um, Mary's life in Luke 1, through 45. Let's read it together. I like the NIV translation of this, but all the translations work. They all essentially say the same thing, and um, they mean the same thing. And the original Hebrew, or Greek in this matter, would mean the same thing, it's just, little different nuances and interpretations. But um, Luke 1.35, it says, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit, this is the angel talking to Mary, will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. No word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. I mean, right there, it should tell you that in the womb is life. Just wanna put that little side note there. It's not a political statement, it's a kingdom statement. And we, get, and we need to know the difference, okay? That, that is a child. In a loud voice she exclaimed, blessed are you among women. And blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored, the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. See, one of the greatest struggles in our walk as we are living this life, is actually coming into full belief of what this word says and what the Lord says through this word. And You say, Paul, what do you mean? Well, I'll just be honest with you. Sometimes I'm like, if I actually believed 100% with my whole heart, my, I would live differently. And if my fruit of my life is not living to the standard of this, I mu- there must be an obstacle in my belief that I have to get, get over. And so I just want to uh, posit to you this morning, do we fully believe? Is there, is there, amen, is there truth? Is there trust issues? I wanted to show a video today, it didn't work out, but it's an old one, even the quality is really bad, but... I think sometimes the, the, it's not that we don't want to believe, it's that there's experiences and trust issues that had happened in our life, lies that we believed, or literal things that happened and we believed lies associated with them that, that has, has hindered us from coming into full belief. One of those things was trust fall fails. If you wanna have a good giggle, look them up. What is a trust fall? A trust fall is when you you cross your arms, and the person behind you is like, "Don't worry, I got gotcha. you." You're like, "Are you sure?" And even though you know that you know this, you're gonna trust this person. You know them; it's fine, and you know it's still hard. It's hard to keep your legs straight. You want to just kind of like. And the one I was showing, it was a, it was a church staff. They were all together, and the pastor's like, uh, I think his name was. Um, Henderson or something. He's like, Henderson, come on, or Henry. He's like, come on up. And and Henry stands stands on a, a chair. And he and the guy goes, okay, staff, fill in. Uh, uh, and and so the staff fills in. And he's like, okay, Henry, um, you're gonna fall, and, and you gotta trust us. We're gonna catch you. And Henry falls forward. He didn't. He didn't know. And the rest of it goes, no wait, And boom. And. And don't look it up now, but when you get home, it'll fill you with great joy. No, I'm just kidding. Why? What, what happened to Henry? Henry experienced the, the failure of humanity. And sometimes the failure of humanity will make you believe a lie that's projected onto our father, projected, on, projected onto our belief system in Christianity, in Jesus, and who he is, and where he come, and, 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 and if he's there for us. And and the thing is, is when we understand that we can have full hope and trust in him, it is like an anchor. Have you ever seen those deep divers um, in the canyons of um, some of the most beautiful places? Some are in South America, some are in uh, Cambodia, with these deep caves. And, oftentimes what they'll do is they'll have a line anchored into the rock, and it's so deep that the divers can't see. Even with their lights on, there's so much darkness that they cannot see, and they use the line as a guide. And they pull on that line, and that line is a line of hope for them. They know that that line will get them to their destination even though they can't see it. It also helps them get back to the top because they're pulling on that line. And our hope is not a hope of desperation. It is a hope of guaranteed fulfillment of what God's going to do, what he said he'll do. And this is what Mary understood because she knew the promises prophesied of the Messiah who would come and save Israel. And, and now this prophetic word is getting spoken over her and she heard it from the Lord and, and said, may your word to me be fulfilled. She started, she, she not only hung on to that hope, which was like a guarantee, but that hope in action was faith. Now, does that mean that Mary's life would now instantly become Easier? I mean, if you think about it, you get one of the most amazing prophecies anyone will ever receive in the world. Someone could say, you got the greatest anointing than anyone in your city. You might just be like, wow, that's amazing. Now my life's gonna be amazing. Look at me, watch out. Don't, too, don't come too close to these hands, you might fall over. No, just because you get that prophetic word just because you're now established in hope and activated in faith doesn't mean your life's going to be easy. Mary, all of a sudden, had tremendous obstacles that she would face. Journeying first of all to Elizabeth, then having to the obstacle of, of of possibly being clothed in shame because now society would say that that she had done something that that was outside of marriage. When of course that that's not true, and and so Joseph was going to try to you know divorce her quietly, and then an angel comes to him and and. And so now Joseph and her are, are, are on their way to Bethlehem. I mean, there's, there's all these obstacles. There's no, there's no great facility to have this child. There's not, she's not surrounded by family. This is, this is like the, the worst of the worst. But because she was a woman of faith, grounded in hope, she was able to fulfill the calling that was prophesied over her. Hope can be an anchor for you to enact your faith during the toughest situation. I've received many words since I've come to Albuquerque. I've received words that New Life City will be a lighthouse to advance the gospel and that many will be saved that the city of Albuquerque is gonna be given to us. I have a hope that that's going to happen. I have a firm foundation in my heart that that's going to happen. I'm believing the word, why? Because God's word, let's go back to verse 37. No word from God will ever fail. So I don't have to hope like, well, maybe that'll happen one day. I'm like, wow, that's a word from the Lord. Be it unto me, be it unto New Life City according to your word, God. And so I wanna evangelize this city and we're gonna, God is positioning us for evangelism and discipleship in 2023 is going to be a year of breakthrough, a year of obstacles, and a year of plenty. It's gonna be a lot. But we're not gonna waver. We're gonna have faith We're gonna have hope in action, and we're gonna move forward on his word. I love hope because I I think that hope is something that specifically we'll be able to do on this side of heaven. Once you get to heaven, you won't have to hope no more. It's a gift that God gives you. It says, I am gonna give you this gift of hope. Apostle Paul talks about faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. Love is God. God is love. But hope is something that we can actually fulfill now while we're living on earth. Through the the toughest time, we can be activated. We can have the opportunity to walk in this. Beautiful blessing called hope. And out of this hope, we're going to try to cover a lot of Advent themes here. Out of the steadfast hope will come a joy that conquers all joys, will come a love from heaven to your life that's inexpressible. And when you have this steadfast hope, when you have this joy, when this faith in action is activated in your life, there's nothing you can do but tell others about him. I was at a counter, I was at a store, and I I was at the counter, I was asking the person some questions, and and on, on this laptop, I see Stickers, on my laptop, I have a sticker that says, hello, Holy Spirit, and some fire, and like some glory on it, it's reflective. (laughs) Stephen made it, they're sold out, limited edition. But on this person's laptop, they had hail Satan, pentagrams, satanic figure, real nice lady. She was. And I could have looked at that and thought, oh, that's scary. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want any curses on me. I don't want you. I don't want that weird stuff, all right? But when I saw that, compassion just rose up in me. I started praying for her right away. God, she's gonna be a testimony for you. I didn't speak with any fear, trepidation, judgment. I thought, man, how lost this person is. They've truly never met you before. Maybe they had some trust fall issues. And they're trying some other things out. And so I just spoke with her, ministered to her, And I've been praying for her for over a week now. And I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna ask her if she wants Jesus in her life and try some true joy. See, when you have this hope in you, when you have this joy in you, this is the gift that keeps on giving. Jesus is the gift that keeps on giving. He's the one where it's like, God, you've, You've, you've come into the flesh, you've taken on flesh. Jesus, fully fully God, fully man, has come and fulfilled the promises that you spoke about in your word, fulfilled the covenant promises that you spoke about, died on the cross, rose again, uh, lived a sinless life, restored us back to the Father, and now we can enjoy all the things that the generations before us could not enjoy, which is not only redemption, but his Spirit is with us. We're absolutely connected to him. In Luke 2.10, when the angel came to uh, uh, the shepherds, the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good good news of great joy that will be for all the people. This is the greatest joy, Jesus. And I just wanna encourage you that wherever you're at in life, I wanna encourage you to suspend your judgments that you've had based on your experiences and read this word as if 100% of it was true, because it is. And then, after coming into full belief on that, understanding, understanding the guarantee that God has given you, having great hope build up inside you because these promises are true, and these promises are for you, and as that great hope is in you, you believe it, and so you have faith now that God will do what he says he'll do, and you start living your life in a way that is pleasing to him, in a way that's connected to him, in a way that makes him Lord and Savior of your life, and in addition to that, his joy will bubble up inside you and you can give it away, you can actually share with everyone what God's done in your life. This is the great hope, this is the great joy that we have in him. One of the coolest things that happened in Brazil when we were there this past week, although it's amazing to see blind eyes open, it's really cool, it was amazing to see someone deaf and just getting really touched by the Lord. And um, it was amazing to see that man who had metal get healed. Um, That was amazing to see. But what was the greatest thing was after all those things were done, in in a place where people are coming to church, I said, there's people in here. You've now seen what God can do and your life is not fully surrendered to him. You've been living in a hopeless situation You've been living, wandering around. You, you can't find the straight line that is God because you have no hope, you're not fully surrendered. Who is that? I didn't say, "Everyone, close your eyes, bow your heads. Nobody's looking. Is there one of you who wants to give your life to Jesus, just give up a pinky? <laughs> That's right like, like just, just no one's looking. Don't make a sound, you know. Okay, I see, I see, I see. No, who is that? Stand up, come forward, give your life to Jesus fully. The first night, five people gave their lives to Jesus, just not, not just like coerced, but like crying. I'm finally making my, that's the greatest miracle. That's the absolute greatest, that's what brought the most joy to my heart. And then the next day, Sunday morning, Eight more people gave their lives to Jesus. That's in church. Now imagine if you took the message that was inside the four walls and you went outside the four walls and you went to everyone who you encountered and said, let me tell you about the greatest joy in my life and tell your testimony and tell what God can do and has done and will do and see how many people will come to Jesus. Because there's people who will never walk in these doors, but you can go to them. And that's gonna be the next call on us as a family and as a church. We're gonna partner with the Lord in how to do that and there's strategies God's given us to how to do that. And I just wanna encourage you right now, it's not a personality type. There's certain personality types where it's like, they're like, you know, they're getting people saved every minute of every day, and, 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 I, and, I, and that they're great at that, and that is kind of their personality. But we're gonna strategize with the Lord to show how he's gonna use it in any type of personality. And it's gonna be natural, and it's gonna be fulfilling, and it's gonna be so easy for you to bring people into a relationship with Jesus. And once you do it one time, you're gonna be like, man, I need to do this every time. It's amazing to see what happens when people come into a relationship with Christ that you never thought would come into a relationship with Christ, like, God, I have no idea how they would ever come to know me, to know him, you. The first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna pray for those people that we even know. Because prayer is powerful. How many of you believe God hears your prayers? My, my uh, wife, Ruth, prayed for her brother for years. I'm sure her mom, Joe, prayed for her son for years as he was still navigating life and figuring out how he would land. And honestly, I saw my, my brother-in-law, Anthony, and I thought, man, why would he why would he ever give his life to you know he's got every he's got everything he's he's life for the party he's a such he's a great guy as it is and and you know I just didn't know how god would would bring him into an encounter like that and after long endurance and prodding and by roof and prayer, he called us one. I think it was a Saturday night, on Skype, 29 years old. He said, I wanna tell you, because I know you guys have been praying for me for years, I want you to be the first to know that the other day I gave my life to Jesus. And it was through, it was through, like a hitchhiker, I know Ruth's, it's gonna say, but like a YWAMR who picked him up and shared with him the gospel another time, and he decided to give his life. And on his 30th birthday, he gets baptized in front of all his friends and his family members, even those who weren't saved. He invited them all to come see what God did in his life. Now he understands the hope. That was what, five years ago or more? Six years ago now. So I can't wait to see what God does. I'm believing the words spoken over us in this house. I'm gonna share more about that in the new year. And I'm So now I have this hope that's not this, I wonder if this is gonna happen. It's this foundation hope that's like, wow, this is gonna happen. I can't wait to partner with God and we're gonna see how it happens. And so why don't you guys stand God's opening up so many doors. There's a a couple from South Africa um, that's, God has their hand on their worship leaders, they're anointed, and um, it's amazing. They reached out to me and just said, you need to invite, invite us. We wanna basically come to your church and be a part of what God's doing and so I said, okay, that's amazing. Let's, let's do a, a phone call. You know, and as soon as the first thing um, she said, she said, I am so sorry. I have no idea what over, came over me. I never contact people and say, you need to invite me to come to your church. <laughs> and I said, it's okay. I know it was the Holy Spirit. Why is God attracting people here? Because the Lord's moving here. And there's, there's tremors of his moving that's happening already so I'm glad that you guys are a part of it. Let me pray for you as we conclude our service. Jesus, I thank you. God, I thank you for the hope that we have in you. Jesus, I thank you for the incarnation of your birth. We get to celebrate the hope, the joy, the love, the peace, all that you bring. It gives us joy about the second coming because we have a hope that that's happening, which means it's guaranteed, it's happening. And so Lord, I just thank you. God, I just pray that this hope would be reestablished in our hearts. Father, that we would be totally surrendered to you. Father, that you would heal any past wounds or trauma and that we would come into full belief of the word that you've said over our lives over this house, over this city. Jesus, I just pray for a foundation of hope to be established. Father, I pray that you would activate us. Father, I pray that we would see our unsaved loved ones, our unsaved friends, our unsaved coworkers, and we would start praying for them, God. And we would see them with hope and joy that you will save them too and that they would come to know you in the fullest. And so God, I just declare salvation over this city in Jesus' name. I declare salvation over our family in Jesus' name. I declare salvation over our friends and our coworkers in Jesus' name. And I speak healing to this city. And I bless them in Jesus' name, amen. Well, we wanna open our altars. If you want prayer for anything, if you wanna give your life to Jesus, if you wanna surrender yourself fully to him, we wanna pray with you through that. Um, If you need healing in your body, we wanna pray with you. If you want encouragement, you're just going through something, you need some uh, encouragement, we wanna be here for you. So we just welcome prayer ministers to come forward. Other than that, may you have a wonderful week. Don't get too stressed out over Christmas. Okay, don't get stressed out over the gifts and the food and all that stuff. Make sure you love well and that people see God's peace and joy in loving your life, all right? All right, bless you guys. We'll see you next week and uh, Saturday night. We'll see you then, okay? Bless you.